Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. All right, so I don't know. We'll keep it. We'll keep it simple. Um, okay. What's the saddest day of your life? <laughs> I don't know. Um, geez, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, do you need me to rephrase the question? I don't know. That's, that's really, uh, that's, that's, um, that's, that's like, that's, that's really, um, that word with the stuff. Um, like, uh, that, that's, that would, that's making me, that's really vulnerable. If, if I, if I say that kind of stuff to people. <laughs> you know uh that's like a uh like a bar trick that i use yeah um i haven't used it in a while but if i meet someone at a bar usually a woman who um i'm not really getting along with or i'm kind of bored by them Mm -hmm. and they're talking to me I will just ask them. Usually not. Actually, I'm much crueler. I will usually uh, just turn to them and deadpan just say, so who's the person you love the most that died? Oh, geez. And you know what? Two or three times they've walked away mad and twice I made a new friend. Huh. Interesting. Because they answered. And yeah. then all of a sudden I understood them better. Wow. Right? I, I'm a nightmare. I... <laughs> Like I'm a human being. That was especially a, like a mid twenties Henrik kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, but I really did do that. Um, one was wow. to a friend's girlfriend who I didn't like, and after she told me a very, you know, strong uh, emotional story about her stepfather passing away, who mm-hmm. was more important to her than anybody. Um, we were like, we were like tight friends. For you, I mean, we kind of fallen out of touch, but we were like tight friends for like four years. Every time we were at a gathering, we would sit together and talk. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then one was a drunk girl in Cleveland when I was at the Cinema Wasteland convention, and we ended up talking for like two and a half hours, and it was really, really nice. And then we became friends on Facebook. Cool. I guess. And then no one remembers the women who got mad and left. I mean, yeah. they just saved me time. You know, yeah. that's all it did. It just saved I, me time. I mean, I don't know if getting mad is the the right, um, uh, you know, um, response to that. That's a little bit. That's a little bit much. So, I get it's just it's a good icebreaker if you don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like it's like uh, you know uh, painting with dynamite. It's just like, well, this is definitely going to work somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I guess you could call that like a social hand grenade or something. Like it's just like, but it, but I I've had good experience. I mean, I don't do it. Like I said, I don't do it all the time, and I'm not looking to like offend anybody. But it's like sometimes I'm like, you know what? Look, I either want to not talk to you anymore, or I want this to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's no because I, I get bored, and when I get bored, uh, that's when things get fu- get funny. <laughs> I I noticed because whenever I meet a new person, you know, when you meet a new person, you kind of tell them things that you haven't thought about in a while, you know, because you're reminiscing. 
eventually. I, I mean, you've maybe. met a, a person, right? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Well, you know, it's just like, I have all these stories that maybe like, I mean, stories that like you would probably, I probably told you like eight years ago mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm retelling them to somebody because they're new and they yeah. never do it. And that, that's when I started to realize like, wow, a lot of these stories that are really weird or messed up start with, so I was bored <laughs> and then they go to God knows where, but, uh, yeah, that's probably my best icebreaker. It's a good one. I, now I'm like, now I'm like, man, I should really use that the next time I talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, I guess. <laughs> well, your reaction was priceless too, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, have you been thinking about your answer? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how serious you are about this. Like, do you uh, want me to go into like the, like the depths of despair that I've experienced as a human being or like, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I, I mean, I, I want you to answer the question in the way that you see fit. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't, like, like, I don't know. Um, damn it. Um, I've had a lot of really sad days. I don't know what the saddest one was. You don't um, remember the saddest day of your life? I, I think that, like... I don't want to say the difference between like me and a lot of people, but maybe the difference between us is that I don't really quantify things very well. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like that was, those were some rough times when I was real sad. I, I, I don't like have a number one anything or like mm-hmm. the happiest time. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm just being a person doing stuff. Um, or maybe that means that I have like no emotions and I'm just one level all the time. <laughs> and now I'm like getting all stressed out. Um, <laughs> now you're sweating more. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not stopping sweating. This is not. This has not been a. This has not been a fun time for my sweat glands. I don't know, but I switched deodorants, and now now I don't smell anymore when I sweat. Oh, well, that's good. Um, well, I will say I don't think it's that. I don't think I think most people actually couldn't answer quickly and easily that question. Mm-hmm. I think an easier question to answer would be what's a, what's one of the saddest moments. You can answer. That's that's something I think anybody could answer with a little bit of thought. But the sure. saddest, most people can't, unless of course they've had some kind of like incredible trauma, mm-hmm. or like they've hit like a true rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because um, like as I obviously as I asked you the question, I started thinking to myself like, mm-hmm. huh, what's the saddest like you know what's the saddest day of my life, and. There are only like a couple of of thought of contenders, and they're all rock bottoms. They're all moments when I literally went, "Wow, I can't go anywhere but up from here." That's otherwise, not- otherwise, it's just spans of time. I can remember being sad. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, honestly, like, I I can think of things, but my 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 weird big fear all of a sudden is being judged on like the saddest what what i consider to be sad and then also like like mentally checking like who's listening to this and what oh, gosh, i should yeah. say um so that's that's really weird right now that's sure. like that's what, like what is going on um, okay. You sound kind of like uh, me. I got really vulnerable that last, uh, that episode before New Year's. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just started like going like, I don't know anymore what I'm doing with my life. Um, and I got really uncomfortable with people hearing it. Um, but I did it anyway. You know why? 
I don't know. I don't know why. Because I'm too lazy to Because I'm too lazy to record another show. Because I was like, no, this is the show. That's yeah. it. We got to just do it. We, we, we said we we're going to do it like this. This is um, my entire life. That's that's the but that's like that could be on the cover of the book about me. My life is like, well, you said that this is what you were going to do. So you're doing it. Yeah. Well, that could be me, too. So, yeah, no, no, you definitely always follow through. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the most enduring elements of our friendship, um, because so many people will let you down. Uh, but you really haven't let me down ever. <sighs> Another person who's like, oh, you've just not ever let me down. I'm going to let you down. And now I have to worry about when it's going to be. And I have to crush your your um, perception of me. Maybe you should start like intentionally letting me down, like gradually little bursts here no, and there. But I don't want to let you down because <laughs> that like is totally upsetting to me that like someone would be depending on me for something and then I wouldn't come through for them. Because I know what that's like when people don't come through for you. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. So I just got to be good forever. I just okay. gotta always do a good job. Okay, just never ever mess up. I can't please. ever mess up. I just don't think it's really in your DNA to let oh my God. someone down. I just don't think that's who you are. <laughs> what? I don't. I just don't think that's who you are. I think that um you know uh, similar to me, I don't like to let people down. Um I mean, I'm a flawed person, but I think that I've always often joked, but I think it's true. I think it's like, it's an element of, ang- of having like an anxiety disorder too, mm-hmm. is that it's just very difficult to let people down. Um, it, you know, because if, if you, you either are into something or you're not, so you either commit or you don't because you know what committing means to you. Yeah. Like, um, like, you know, we talk about, you and I talk about this a lot. Um, if we have a plan to do something later in the day, mm-hmm. it, like paints the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. We are thinking about that all day. Like we planned to start recording at like one o'clock and I knew if I got on at like 1255, you were going to be ready already mm-hmm. Well, because yeah. it's just how you are. And that's how I am too, actually, you know? So I think that that's, but I mean, think about it. You, you commit to things, but they're generally things you want to do to some extent. You know, you don't, you don't commit to things that you blow off. Well, I, I c- commit to things even if I don't want to do them, but once I've committed to them, I have to do them because I said I was yeah. going to do them. So, um, but I mean, that's good in a way. Yeah. A bit, I mean, the thing is, I'm sure I let people down all the time and I don't want to think about it. I just don't know who they are. Um, please I, don't tell probably, me who you are. They probably don't exist, Michelle. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're out there. But I think that your fantasy is that they exist. <laughs> I hope so, but I I believe in, I believe that I let people down all the time. So, <laughs> who are these people that you let down? I, don't all the time? Know. I mean, but you but you'll do things like you'll send me a box of cookies and then like, sorry, <laughs> what? They're delicious cookies. <laughs> why are you Why are you sorry? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Um. Yeah, no, I feel like that is the, like the thing that that like I mean, I feel like I don't know how, what I like how I come off to people, but I like people to be like, yeah, that Michelle, she's really reliable. That's like at least that. At least I can have that. I you know what a friend of mine once told me that you can count that they felt like they could count on me if there was an emergency or mm-hmm. if there was like if something went wrong, they're like, "Man, I call you cuz you yeah. you know, and and that meant the friggin' world to me. 
Yeah. Um, cause that's the kind of person I want to be because I always admired those types of people when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, the type of person that it's like, you know, you're just walking down the street and then there's a car accident and they stop everything and go over and know, and just seem to instinctively know exactly what to do to make the situation better. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're just making it up as they go along, which I'm almost guaranteed they are. They are. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you know, yesterday I was at Walmart, um, and uh, I was picking up a, a Blu-ray, and um, there was this old, this elderly couple um, walking by, and the gentleman who was pushing the shopping cart let out kind of an odd yell, mm-hmm. like like an odd like yelp, like a painful yell, and fell to the ground a little bit, like all, like down past one knee, like he was almost on his butt. Mm-hmm. And I went over to check on him. It, he was fine. His knee just went out. He has a bad knee and yeah. it just decided to go out on him. But, um, but I walked right up to him. I was like, are you okay? Do you need any help? And he, and he was very polite. He was like, oh no, no, it's just my stupid knee just went out. Like I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like two or three other people also walked over and just wanted to make sure that guy was okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah. we're all doing a thing that would be nice. Yeah. Um, and I don't like, I, I, I think a lot of like, I, I like trying to do stuff. I don't know if I do stuff though. Um, but I, but I definitely like, I don't fault people for not. Cause there's like this weird, I think there's just this general like embarrassment or like belief that someone else will take care of things if you don't. Um, yeah. so I get that too. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know I, I, I've had that in moments where I feel like I might've had to put myself at like actual risk. Mm-hmm. I've kind of went, uh, the police exist. I'm going to, go this way like there's no eminent danger you know uh, other than to me if i say something or do something yeah that's that's interesting i i don't i, I don't like in those situations because it's like if i see someone who's hurt like i don't know if i can help um but if i see mm-hmm. someone who's being like harassed and and i like i i'm more comfortable stepping in there which is weird because that's uh, not if there's eminent danger mm-hmm. to another person, I'll do so. It's more like, um, like I saw a guy like vandalizing shit. Oh yeah. And like screaming. And I was like, I'm going to not, that's probably not something you can <clears throat> fix right now. But, uh, but I will say, I actually do believe if somebody is injured, uh, that I can help them, um, in some way. That's good. Um, well, just because you don't want to be alone when you're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, and ever since I had that horrible gallbladder experience, I feel like I understand like extreme pain so much better. Mm-hmm. So, like I feel like I do feel like if somebody's in a lot of pain, I can walk up to them and look them in the face and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm here. I'm right here. Hey, listen to what I'm saying. That's probably the best thing you could do is listen to my voice right now. <laughs> like just try not to think about the pain you're in. It's a lot, isn't it? It's okay. You're allowed to be in a lot of pain, but like let's let's talk." Yeah. Um but uh but no uh no if somebody's being harassed or something, yeah, you want to try to do something. Um, again, it depends on the situation and if you're going to escalate and you also have to be careful because you have to make sure you know what's actually going on. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say much. Oh, they they teach you that when you get your concealed carry permit, they're like, you shouldn't intervene in other people's situations because you don't know, like if a guy's kicking a guy in the middle of the street, you don't know if he's kicking the guy who pulled a knife on him and stabbed him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You You don't know what's going on. You don't have any clue what's going on. So you have to be, you have to be kind of careful, but, uh, but no, I, I, but yeah, so to kind of circle back, I've just always, yeah, nothing makes me feel better than when somebody's like, well, that's somebody you can count on. Like, uh, uh, like one of the best, one thing I think about a lot that makes me feel really proud is when you moved into your new house. 
um, because you had so much to do and I drove all the way from Ohio to help you move. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to always bring that up because I just can't overstate, you know, how many friends who live like down the block will be like, ah, oh, I'm busy that day you're moving. And then, you know, but yeah. I drove 500 miles, <laughs> but, um, but it just felt really good. Cause like your dad and you were just kind of like, we have to go take care of this thing. You know, we have to go sell the current house so we can officially buy the new house. And, uh, so I just took your brother and I, and we just like packed as much of your home into the truck as we humanly could mm-hmm. in the time it took for you guys to do that stuff until the movers arrived to do the heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, but it felt like really good. It felt so good to be, you know, trusted and to feel like hopefully you weren't worrying too much about the stuff you asked me to do. Of, yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Okay. So that's totally true. Like, it's not like I, you know, we went, cause we went to like, like sign the paperwork for the new house. Um, right. and, uh, it's not, and I, I had, you know, complete confidence that you would handle the situation. Like I wasn't like, I don't know if Henry can, can do this or anything. So you see, and that's, and that's the thing that I dream of is just, is just people feeling that way about me mm-hmm. is, is feeling like, okay, well I asked Henrik to do this. So I just don't have to think about that yeah. specific task anymore. Um, because I mean, I do, I work with people all the time, you know, volunteers and people I hire, uh, in my job and you do have to micromanage a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily, I mean, that's not a fault built into them. It's just life. You, sometimes you have to micromanage people. Mm-hmm. But there is something incredible about those few people that you get to work with who you're like, I don't even need to check in. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel that way about you when it comes to the things that I ask you to do. Um, I've never, I've never worried that you wouldn't show up for this podcast. Um, you know, and, and you've drawn things for me and always done it really quick and on time. I, I wish I could ask you for more favors. I, I, I just don't, <laughs> I, I mean, really your friendship is the, is the thing that I terrorize you with. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's like, hey, Michelle, so I'm not going to ask you for anything, you know, tangible, but I'm just going to call you way too much. Aww. Way too much. <laughs> so, well, so <clears throat> has there ever been a time that you can recall where you were just absolutely, you jumped into action and took care of business? Um, um, yeah, but, but then I'll, but then that would make me look good and I don't know if I want to. <laughs> Well, it's either that or we could go back to the saddest day of your life. It's up like, to we, you. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, it, I'm just curious. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, I can do both. I'll do whatever. Um, <laughs> um okay. So, um, I there was. It, this isn't that good, so don't. It's not a big deal. But uh, okay. I was showing an apartment in. And uh, in kind of like the, you know, first of all, it's like a pretty nice area in West Philly um, in like kind of the Cedar Parkish area, if anybody knows where that is. And I was just like waiting for someone to show up, show up. So I was hanging out outside, I guess. I guess it was warm out. Um, and uh, there was a, like just across the street, there was um, a, a homeless woman and there was like a group of probably older teenagers just harassing her like just following her and harassing her and very clearly that is what was happening um and i i had dealt with that particular woman before she had told me she was gonna punch me one time i was like okay dude like just punch me um she didn't punch (laughs) me and she wasn't serious and i think that she just has some issues um well i mean you would think yeah unless she really just wanted to punch me but then she should have just punched me 
um <laughs> when i said okay because i literally just said okay and um but so they were very clearly harassing her and i was like really frustrated because like i'm across the street and it's a big enough street that like i'm not right up on these people mm-hmm. and there were because it was really nice out there was an, there's like a, a really small like three story apartment complex like right behind them and they all had decks and there are people out on the decks and just like not doing anything and they're like right against all of this and I was like pissed so I just like yelled and I was like hey like you absolutely can't do that and I was I guess intimidating enough that they left her alone um, wow. and just stopped following her and then she thanked me a bunch which was nice. Um, and then she gave you, uh, you gave her a turtle dove? Yes. No. And then she punched Good. me because <laughs> she finally followed through on that. Um, no. So. <laughs> well, see, I could tell you a, a story that's totally the opposite. Mm-hmm. And this is probably would be your worst nightmare. So you'll probably really enjoy the story. Okay. Um, so I was sitting in my house once. And I live in a pretty decent suburb uh, in, you know, outside of Dayton, Ohio. And I love my neighborhood. And I hear some stuff going on outside. And I look out the window and I see a group of kids and they're like pushing this one kid around. Mm -hmm. Like all by, you know, like this one little kid, maybe eight or nine years old. And the kid, the other kids vary from maybe his age to maybe 14. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like grabbing on him and pushing him and yelling at him. So I opened my front door and I just yelled at the top of my lungs, Hey! And they all look at me and I go, Leave him alone! And one of the kids looks at me and goes, He's trying to run away from home and we're trying to take him back to his mom. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and I was like, And I literally was like, <laughs> Sorry. What? And I was literally just like, oh, well, imagine what it looks like for me. (laughs) And then I just closed my door and I was like, I'm never speaking to children again, ever. (laughs) This is the worst day of my life. Sorry. (laughs) Like, this is what, this is what anxiety dreams are. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Had it happen to me for real. It's like it's like if there there needs to be like a like a like a Playboy magazine, but for people with horrible anxiety, <laughs> you know, like this dear Playboy magazine. I never thought things like these actually happened when I read these letters, <laughs> but last week, <laughs> dear anxiety ridden monthly, every I read your letters every month, and I always thought they were made up until one day I decided to stand up to some neighborhood boys, and it turns out I'm old and stupid and self righteous. <laughs> Uh, at least the kids didn't yell yeet at me. Yeah, but that would be weird. <laughs> would it? Do we even really know what yeet means? Um, I, I'm not sh- Yes. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> That almost ended me. Thank you for that. You're well, okay. So let's, we'll keep it, we'll keep it simple. Um, do you have a, like a great embarrassing story? Um, probably, but I have to think about it 
for a second. Um, have I'm, you ever tried to help somebody and realized that you were not helping? Um, there, I mean, there have been a bunch of times where it's like, you know, when you said with the, the dude who's like knee went out where I've, I've thought I could help someone and then I couldn't kind of deal or like, are you, you know, and it's very clear that they ended up not needing help or that I misread the situation kind of deal and they weren't hurt or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. I've done that stuff. Um, I've done that too. That's that stuff doesn't stick out of my mind as much. Cause I like, I didn't get to revel in the embarrassment. Yeah, No, that, that one's, that one's real bad. I've never like tried to like stand up to someone and then I mean, not like ended up like not standing up to the right person, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as I know. Uh, so that's, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I, now I'm like, Oh God, I've been embarrassed so many times. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's of course, you know, I also have a terrible ego. So I, I have had moments where people have been like staring at me in public and they're like, I know you from somewhere. And I'm immediately like, Oh, well, I'm a filmmaker. And, uh, you know, I do all this stuff. And they're like, No, no, you're, uh, you're the guy who like, do you shop at the, you know, the, the <laughs> discount mart on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I do. That is definitely me. That happened, that actually happened yesterday. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. A guy was staring at me and he was like, I know you from somewhere. And I was like, uh, well, I mean, I, I make movies. I've been in the paper. And, and he was like, and he was literally like, uh, uh, he was like, I see you here a lot. You seem like a nice guy. Happy new year. And I was like, thank, thank you. And then I was just like, I'm never leaving the house or talking to adults ever again. I, you know, now that we're talking about this, I don't like, I don't like my experiences leaving the house very much. <laughs> That's why I just bring the dogs. Then people just say, my God, your dogs are cute. And I'm like, thank you. And then I just face the other way while they pet my dogs. <laughs> and and it's, it's funny because I am an outgoing person. I like uh, meeting people and talking to people, but boy, oof, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little hairy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the people, when they recognize me, they don't usually even recognize me, which is my favorite. I've had people be like, hey, do I know you? And I'll just be like, I, I actually don't know because I'm not very good with faces, but maybe. And they'll be like, don't you work in an organic garden in West Philly? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that. I get yeah. the mistaken identity. I get that a lot because it is any guy with long hair and a beard is me. Mm, I guess. So I get that a lot. I remember when Dave Chappelle did his block party here, uh, you know, to after the mass shooting, um, I got like eight texts from people going like, hey, are you downtown to the Dave Chappelle block party? And I was like, no. no why would i why what <laughs> but uh yeah i could I, yeah that, <laughs> so yeah they you get a lot of mistaken identity mm-hmm. yeah i mean and then i do get people who are like do i know you and i'll be like i don't know man and they'll be like i think i saw you i don't know like play that show one time do you, and do you remember that show with the stuff and i'm like I, no <laughs> like yes but i don't know what you're talking about um, I have, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have a friend who's kind of like a, a famous, for lack of a better term, a famous character actor, mm-hmm. you know, so he's been in lots of movies, but he's not like a name star. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he says that he gets that so often that he can't even laugh it off anymore. That's why I'm not saying his name. Cause yeah. it's like a thing he admitted to me. He was just like, he was like, he was like, I got so tired of it. Cause people walk up to me and be like, what do I know you from? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't know where you know me from. What what kind of question is that? Yeah. It's like, you're from something, and it's like, okay. There should just be, like, a standard answer, like, and, like, a weird one. Like, yeah. like you're like, what do I know you from? It's like, well, were you there that one time I was at the supermarket, and I was buying those, like, mixed nuts 
and I spilled them on the floor because a lot of people remember me from that. Just like anything, um, <laughs> just to just totally throw the person off. There was this uh, this guy uh, out of Jersey named Zachary. He was a famous horror movie host, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and he had a. Um, he had this incredible thing where, I mean, he, you, he was a fascinating guy. He had an incredible voice that kind of sounded like this, but less hoarse. Hmm. And, uh, when people would say, Hey, do I know you from somewhere? Somewhere he would it, like in New, in New York, New Jersey, if he's walking the street, mm-hmm. somebody like, do I know you from somewhere? He'd go, do you ever watch those creepy late night horror TV shows on television that, you know, after one o'clock and he'd go, yeah. And he'd be like, so do I. <laughs> and <laughs> I just love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> so that maybe that'll. Do I know you from somewhere? I always thought it was fun to, to like make up a school name and like talk about baseball or something. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah. Be like, yeah. Did you go to? Did you go to to Steve Candon University? Did you play softball? They're like, what? And I'm like, I, that must be it. And they'll be like, yeah. no, no. And you're like, I think it is. Yeah, you look really familiar. <laughs> and then you, now you're asking them how, where you know them mm-hmm. from, even though it started the other way around. Yeah. See, there we go. And everybody would believe you played softball. You'd just be like, you'd just be like, you know, the hair helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, me play softball. Yeah, I played it mostly with my hair. So. <laughs> Man, I wish everyone would really know me then. That's true. Yeah, why didn't you why didn't you get it? Why did you give up your baseball career? I just didn't think it was going anywhere. You know? Was it because you never played? No, yes, but <laughs> but that's not the reason I gave up cuz I don't just give up cuz I don't do things. <laughs> I just wanted to pursue other sports. So, like, like what, what, what other sports did you pursue? Um, you know, the one that I badminton. Um, sure, sure, just for a little while though. Just for did you ever actually play it, or did you just pursue it? Uh, I literally just pursued it. Okay. I mean, it's good to pursue things. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to play them. I, I just followed the idea of badminton around. Basically, <laughs> it was just—it was like George Costanza wanted to be an architect, except he never did anything to become an architect. He just thought, "Man, that sounds like what I would be." Yeah. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so uh, I guess we're going to have to return to the conversation of the saddest day of your life. Some okay. other time. All right. Um, so, okay. Well, um, oh, let's try it the other way. What's the happiest day of your life? Oh, that's even harder. Oh my God. That's worse. Don't do that. Good. Good. No, no. What's the happiest day of your life? No, I have no idea. Like at all. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. Cause I could actually probably give you one of the saddest days of my life right now. If you wanted me to, <laughs> but, uh, happiest days, no idea at all. What about like the day you found gigs? You know very well that wasn't the happiest day of my life. <laughs> I'm that's terrified of finding gigs. Um, like it was, it's scary. It's well, yeah. And and I'm guessing you weren't. You were happy months later when you realized it was the right cat, not that day. Yeah, not, it's not in, in hindsight. That's a happy day. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's. 
but it wasn't at the time because it was just terrifying. And then I had to get a cat and scary. And then I, then there was resentment because my last cat was dead and that kind of stuff. Well, uh, (laughs) okay. But I, but I was very, but yeah, looking back, it was a very good day. Fine. Like actually going and seeing her and stuff. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's how I feel about Henwolf and Chicano. Mm-hmm. It's it's only in hindsight those were great days. I got them. The actual days, I was stressed out and worried and not sure and yeah and whatever. And then it's months later. I'm like, hey, this works. I'm into yeah. this. Yeah. Yay. But is but is does that work? Does that just mean you're you're rewriting in your mind? Yeah. That, yeah I don't think that counts. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't think it counts either. Um. Yeah, and the problem is we don't. Hopefully, you you didn't like pinpoint the moment you you loved your cat. It should have been like a thing that kind of happens gradually, and you don't really notice it. Just one day, you're very fond. No, I remember. Oh, you remember the exact day? Uh, yeah, no, I remember when I was like, oh, I think this is gonna work. Um, I was uh, that was like when I I got her. I was still uh like doing I guess physical therapy, or at least I was doing physical therapy. Like I was exercised at home from when I had shoulder surgery. Um, and so I would like do them lying on the floor. Cause sometimes you have to do exercises on the floor and I, you know, there were a lot of like repetitions. So I'm just laying on my back on the floor and she just like came over and laid on my stomach and just stared at me. And I was like, okay, all right. I kind of, this is, this is kind of working out. Um, Aww. but she doesn't lay on my stomach anymore because I don't ever lay on the floor. So maybe I should do that. I think that I think maybe you should lay on the floor as soon as we're done here. Yeah, maybe she's she's sleeping though on the radiator. So. Oh. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>